Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful biblically-based messages live down the This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. We are streaming live down the internet from London. This show is dedicated to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. On tonight's show, we will discuss the question, what does it mean to be holy? We will be looking at what the Bible teaches. Our guest speaker is based in Warwickshire, England. More about our guest after you've heard some music.
What does it mean to be holy? We will be discussing this question tonight with Elder Chris Sweeney. Have a pen and paper ready to write down some notes. Let's call him now and see if he's available. Hello. Hello, good evening, Elder Chris. You are live on the Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. How are you this evening? Uh, very good, very good. Thank you, John. Praise the, Lord. To the Praise the Lord. Well, Elder Chris, tonight we will be discussing these questions together. What does the Bible say that holiness is? Where does holiness come from? Do men ever become holy? How do men become holy? And why is holiness important? So, Elder Chris, as we start, or before we start this evening, shall we have the word of prayer together? Okay. Amen. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us another opportunity to share thy word. I pray that the Spirit of God might uh, lead us to a greater understanding of your will yes, and of the life that you came to give. I pray for those who are listening to this um, radio station this evening. I pray that they may get an understanding of salvation, of your love, of your goodness, your compassion, and most of all, that we might understand the deep things of God as we study the Scriptures and get to know you more. We pray and you'll bless us this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Elder Chris, what does the Bible say that holiness is? Oh, yes, John. So, in looking at this subject, it's a very important subject, and um, I often say to um, those who are studying, we pray that they have pens and paper and are having their Bibles at hand, is I like to always go to the, um, it's the best place to start is the, um, the Old Testament. Right. Um, as far as the, a lot of the um, principles that are given to us by the apostles and the disciples, they took from the Old Testament and applied the principles to the Christian church, which at the time, remember, was these promises were given to literal Israel. But now spiritual Israel, the church, um, God has uh, given us uh, so many um, lessons from the past into the, uh, the history of the Jewish um, church or the Jewish uh, nation that we can gain an understanding of what holiness is. And the first scripture I'd like to look at is if um, if um, our listeners would turn to Deuteronomy 7, 6, as we try to build a case or build an understanding to develop an understanding of holiness, we need to go directly to the scriptures. And in, if we read in Deuteronomy 7, 6, um, yeah, Deuteronomy 7, 6, the Bible says, um, speaking to the um, children of Israel through Moses, um, who he had called as a leader, he said, For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. And he goes on to say, The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all the people that are upon the face of the earth. Right. So God had called them as a special people. Now, if we read further, and um, I'm just using four scriptures just to kind of get a background to understanding holiness. Right. If you know, 
go to Exodus chapter 19, 5, 6. It's going to add a little bit more weight to this um, thought that um, God had called the children of Israel as a special people from the face of all the earth. And in Exodus chapter 19, 5 and 6, um, the Bible says this, Now therefore, notice this, If you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then shall ye be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. So God calls them as a special people. And then he says, on the condition, if you obey my voice and keep my covenant. Right. And then if you look at the verse, verse six, and ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. Now, he said, you know, the Bible says, these are the words which thou shalt speak to the children of Israel, saying to Moses, right. tell the children of Israel. Now, we go to, remember we said four verses I want to look at. Then we go to Leviticus 20 verse 26. We're going to add a little bit more weight to this um, thought here of what holiness is. Now, in Leviticus 20, 26, again, he repeats this again. And ye shall be holy unto me, for I, the Lord, am holy and have severed you. In other words, cut yes. you, right. cut you away from other people that you should be mined. Okay, so right. we have now, guys, I will separate you. Now, if we go now to the last verse to kind of complete this thought, and Deuteronomy um, 26, and we'll read verses um, 18 and 19. If our listeners are writing these texts down on paper, they can read this and study this after also. Right. And the Bible says, The Lord hath vouched thee this day to be his peculiar people, as he hath promised thee, and that thou shouldest what? Keep all his commandments right. and make thee high above all nations which he hath made in praise and in name and in honor that thou mayst be a holy people unto thy Lord thy God as he has spoken. Right. So from these verses to be holy is to be different, to be separated, to be taken from the world. Right. And if we read the, um, and this is something for our readers to go back and study the book of uh, Leviticus chapter 19, 20, because it records the Lord's emphasis of being holy and what Israel must do to become a holy people. Now, that word, you know, holy in Hebrew is, um, I can't really say, but it's kadash, which means to be sanctified, to be right. consecrated, to be, get, to be dedicated or to be separated from the world and worldliness. And in the same chapter, God gave examples of things they could do, the children of Israel could do in their daily lives to obey his commandments. Right. Now, each of these specific practices helped remind the Israelites to separate themselves from the world and its ungodly practices. Now, Jesus would later explain the basic principle of holiness or what was behind holiness to the um, apostles and to the disciples and to the Christian church. When, um, when he said in John, if we turn to John 17, 14, you know, John chapter 17, uh, verses 14 to 16, when he right. said this, he said, um, I have given them thy word and the world had hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Now, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, 
but thou, look at what he said, but thou, they should keep them from the evil. Right. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Right. So he didn't want to take them out of the world, but he would keep them from the evil. How does he do this? How does God do this? He, he says, I am holy, be thou holy as I am holy. So he teaches the people, here's my commandments, here's my covenant. If you obey my voice, you shall be a distinct, peculiar people. Okay, so let's hold it there, please, Elder Chris. From what you're sharing with us tonight from the scripture, and we'll be covering this, I'm not going to go too far ahead, but can mm -hmm. we say that to be holy is to be kept from evil by God? Amen. Yes, can Amen. we start with that? It's, and This is uh, right. For that point, is to be separate from the world and to be kept from evil by God. And so... And that holiness. Yes. And listeners will be building upon this as we carry on the discussion this evening. And so... And why I'm just sharing this and emphasizing this point is because Christians, if they want to be holy, they need to listen to what God says and to be separate from the world and kept from evil, not Amen. to follow the evil practices of the world. But we'll look at this more as we carry on. So, Elder Chris, yes. this moves us nicely now to the next question. Where does holiness come from? Okay, so we mentioned earlier that God had given diverse laws and commandments in chapter Leviticus 19. Right. He outlined Israelites. In order for them to become holy, includes many matters of religious concern to them, or should we say proper worship to God. So one of the things you would see would be observance of the Sabbath, right. avoidance of actions that are taboo, may even mention eating young fruit of a tree, so dietary regulations. There's also emphasis of human relations, respect for parents, concern for the poor, for strangers, you know, prompt payment of wages, justice in dealing and honest conduct in business. So with your business uh, associations, there's also a list of prohibited sexual relations. Um, there's um, uh, re uh, looking at your neighbors, hired neighbors, the handicapped. And then there was the rituals and the, those clause behind it was, um, I am the Lord. There was also issues around practicing sorcery. Right. So God, uh, 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 he's now when he says I'll be holy he also provides the very means by which by obeying his voice like you said and by uh, taking heed and accepting his covenant he will separate us from the world right. in other words it will be distinct meaning of the people of Israel and becoming a holy nation must preserve its distinctness from other people it must pursue, you must pursue, you know, a way of life different from, like you said, John, from the practice of the world by other people. Right. Then shall be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Right. Now, Elder Chris, if you don't mind, just to pause just there because um, there's a lot packed in there. But in essence, now you've brought in another concept that the Bible teaches, which is that it's through the word of God that we Amen. receive holiness. Is that correct, Elder Chris? Are we understanding this, this, this correctly in accordance to what you're sharing with us tonight? This is right. You know, God is infinitely holy, and he requires holiness from us. And he said to Israel in Leviticus 11, 45, I am the Lord that bringeth you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. Ye shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. Now, 
you know, we're looking at the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, we have the very same message given to the Christian church. Right. If we turn First John 2, 29, and in First John 2, 29, it says, If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him. Okay? Right. So, Nick did this when he questioned Christ. And Christ said to him, you must be born again. You must be born from above. You must be born of the Spirit before you can enter the kingdom of God. Right. Now, this one, again, this what God is trying to reveal to us, his righteousness. You know, Psalms, and uh, we know this scripture because we've uh, repeated, we memorize. It's something that we all should know. But uh, Psalms 119, 172, I believe, John, you've shared it before. My tongue shall speak of thy word again, like he said. For all thy commandments are righteousness. Right. You see, now, John, the beloved, takes us further and says, Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteous is righteous, even as he is righteous. Right. And you mentioned a good point. And this is the point, John, that is quite, um, we must remember. In Psalms 119.9, the Bible says, Wherewith shall a young man cleanse his way? Well, the Bible answers, by taking heed there according to thy word. Right. And here's the, the word of God. Yes. And then, of course, Paul then takes us further in 2 Timothy 3.16. He says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, or we could say instruction in holiness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Yes. Now, Elder Chris, I'd like to also interject the text here as well, just to add emphasis and to um, reiterate the point. This is Leviticus chapter 10, verse 10. Okay. Leviticus chapter 10, verse 10. Just let me know when you're there, and I'll share this as well. Let me just... Okay. Leviticus yes. 10, verse and it says, and that you may put difference between the holy and unholy, and between the unclean and the clean. You see, Amen. because you had shared with us that text that says, basically, you know, that wherewith shall a young man cleanse his way? Through the word. And Amen. listeners, we're just sharing this Bible text with you tonight so that you can clearly understand what it means to be holy. See, mm. because this is what this whole discussion is about tonight. This whole show is about, you see, it's to understand what is clean before the Lord, what is pure before yeah. the Lord. And as Elder Chris has been sharing with us tonight, it's through God's word that we learn about what is holy and what's Amen. unclean. Now, and you, yes, no, carry sorry. on, Elder Chris. No, carry on, Elder Chris. You, you mentioned about something about um, um, the cleanser's way. Yes. You know, the apostle, 1 Thessalonians 4, 7, adds to this. He says, For God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. Yes. It's opposite of holiness is uncleanness, and God is trying to cleanse us in his way, which were his way, again, is his word. Oh, God has a way and word. Now then, Elder Chris, do men ever become holy? And again, yes, yes, because you know, I'll just lay this plain. 
you know, with mm. the Pope of Rome, people say that he's his holiness and they with uh, him. But what does the Bible say? Amen. You know, we like you say, we look to the Pope, we look to these big, magnificent cathedrals and churches, and there seems to be some awe and holiness to it. But that is not true holiness. Right. Like you said, John. We look at the Bible, and the Bible explains itself. We look at Hebrews 12.1. You know, the Bible says, Wherefore, seeing we also compass with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race is set before us. So God is saying he has given us witnesses. Right. And in Hebrews 11, we have a whole chapter of the champions of faith. And there we have men and women who have exemplified, or you know, through their lives, a life that is pleasing and a testimony that is pleasing to God and holiness to God. But, you know, the Apostle Paul, yes. um, I... Uh, uh, the you know apostle paul he he said this at his um before he died before his death in second timothy 4 7 and 8 he said i have fought a good fight i have finished my course i have kept the faith henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness right. which the lord righteous judge shall give me at that day not to me only but unto all them also that love his appearing you see, it's a right. miracle of God's grace to take an unholy man out of an unholy world and make that man holy and put him back into the unholy world and keep him holy in that world. Right. Another, Chris, I'd like to share a text um, as Thank well. Um, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 5. Yes, just um, just want to like to squeeze this in here as we carry on with the yes. discussion, because it says here, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men. It says this is as you know the mystery of godliness, Amen. as it is now revealed unto notice present tense his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. See, and um, I just thought to share that because the Bible explains there who the Lord calls holy. See, Amen. it's people. Amen. Amen. And God hasn't changed, like you said, John. Yes. What He expects of people today is what He expected of His people back in the you know Old Testament. Yes. Um, you remember in Leviticus ten three, if you turn there, Moses said to Aaron, "This is this is it that the Lord sang: I will be sanctified in them that that come nigh to me, and before all the people I will be glorified." Yes. You know, so God is a God of awesome majesty and perfect moral purity. You know, in him is light and no darkness at all. So holiness is not only one of his attributes, it is the perfection of all his attributes. And he demands of us more than just acknowledging his holiness. He rightfully demands a practical holiness from us. Yes. Peter sums this up. Because he wrote in First uh, Peter um, chapter one verse fifteen and sixteen, if you turn there in the Bible, right, you will. We can read that the apostle Peter said to the church, "But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy you see? in all manner 
of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. And yes. Jesus, in the Sermon on the Mount, said, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. He was yes. speaking about holiness, you know, holiness. Yes, and who was he speaking to, Elder Chris? To the church, there to all go. those. Yes. Um, to be separated from the world. Like you said, John, we must be separated from it. He's calling our people out of the world. You know, come out of her, my people. Yes, and so we're not to just look at one person outside of ourselves to be holy, because when we give ourselves to God and to Christ, isn't it, Elder Chris, that by his grace we become holy through his power? Amen. And no man will think himself holy, because the nearer you draw to Christ, yes. the your your sin. Yes. You know, Job, perfect example, he was perfect in his generation, a righteous and just man. But he himself said, "I would." He would never say that he was holy. Yes. But God had saw him to be holy in that generation. And this is the point, isn't it? That while we're to seek to reflect the image of God and seek to to please Him and to submit to His will, the Lord is the one to declare us holy and not ourselves, isn't it, Elder Chris? Exactly. Amen. That's biblical holiness. Yes. Biblical holiness. So now. As we move on to the next question here, this moves us on nicely. So how do men become holy? We've touched upon it. So what would you like to share on this point, Elder Chris? Again, the Bible's clear on this. Hebrews 12, uh, 14. The Bible says, Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. So believers are exhorted, you know, to follow, to right. pursue both and holiness without which no one will see the lord so we see from this promise that the pursuit of holiness will involve effort on our part it is not something we can do on our own but it's something we must do if we if we are to see the lord at his coming yes and i can give uh, let's give a practical illustration right okay a farm let's look at a farmer he's utterly dependent on forces outside himself if he is to grow his crops and yet he also has to pursue his responsibility diligently. Right. He has to plow. He's got to sow. He's got to fertilize. So in that sense, farming is a joint venture between God and the farmer. Now, right. the farmer cannot do what God must do, and God will not do what the farmer should do. Now, this is not to say that God and the farmer have equal roles. No, that's not what we're saying. The farmer is always totally dependent on God's work. So it is with pursuing holiness. Not one of us can attain any degree of holiness right. without the sovereign work of the Holy Spirit. But equally, no one will attain it without personal effort. Yes. So the expectation to pursue holiness implies diligence and effort and a long haul. Like we said earlier, like a marathon. It's a lifelong task. Yes. And Elder Chris. Forget yes. Elder Chris, I'd just like to say again, you, you mentioned a, a most fundamental point in this matter, that one cannot be holy unless one has the Holy Ghost in them. Amen. And where does this Holy Ghost come from? Yes. You know, it's a promise of God, isn't it? I will send yes. the Holy Spirit. He will shall teach you all truth. He will lead you. He will guide you. Yes. But and this the Holy Spirit, we must be born again of the Spirit. 
Yes, and I'm just going to say, listeners, we're not talking about those who claim to have the Holy Ghost and are babbling, making noise and foaming out their mouth. You know, no, we're talking no. about those whose lives reflect the fruit of the Spirit, whose, whose lives are in harmony with God's Word. Because Exactly. The Spirit will not go against the Word of God, nor the principles no, of the Word of God. Not at all. And so if anyone claims they have the Holy Ghost and they're holy, then match their lives to the scripture if there's any if there's any mismatch then you know that person's a liar that they're not true because god does not work contrary to his word exactly and how many people have stood you know well how many people look to others and say look at this holy man yes but practices are not according to the word very much so they're official you know it's sadly the way we look and the way we judge is not the way God looks and the way God judges. We no. don't see behind the, the motives and the actions. Only God does. But you shall know them by their fruits. Yes. That's what the Bible says. Yes. Elder Chris, can we go to Romans chapter 12, verse 1? Because I'm not sure if you shared this earlier, but again, this is oh, no, no. another Beautiful Bible problem. text. Yes. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Because this explains how men become holy. God explains what we have to do by his grace in order for us to be holy what we have to do towards him and what he, he expects and look at what it says are you there elder chris i'm there it says i beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of god that ye present your bodies notice a living sacrifice holy acceptable acceptable sorry unto god which is your reasonable service and so that's what the Lord is asking us to do, to present ourselves to him so that he can then um, do his work in us, you see. And that is with the word of God, because it's only through the word, by his spirit, that God manifests himself yes. in the hearts of his Because if God is on our side, if we are going to God to receive this life, yes. and look at verse, same verse you just shared, yes. and be not to this world so if we're not being conformed to this world we ask what world are we being conformed to but the kingdom of heaven yes and elder chris, that is the one come to yes i was just going to say remember in the previous show that you mentioned the way that we present ourselves is to present our minds isn't it mm, it's to present our minds to god and ask him to cleanse us and to work in us his word through his spirit that's what it is you see, it starts Amen. with the mind, listeners, and we looked at that at the previous show, and that's this is what is important to understand, that in the work of salvation, that the relationship that God wants to have with us is where our minds meet his minds, where we submit to his will and allow him through the power of his Holy Spirit to work out his will in us. So I just wanted just to um, add that. So uh, carry on, please, Elder Chris. I just said that because the same verse you're in says... Be not transformed by the, re you know, be, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. That ye prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Again, yes. the divine mind. We need the, the mind of Christ. Amen to that. And that. He has given us all the divine promises that by these you might have what? The divine nature. Yes. So... You see, listeners, the Bible, it expresses itself. It speaks itself. It makes plain to us 
God's mind and how he's seeking to work in us. It's all about us taking the time to want to know God through his word, not through what men say or what, or what you may read in other sources. Simply it's about taking your time to understand what God wants us to know and how he wants us to have a relationship with him. So Amen. now, you know, yes, have another, Chris. At this point, you know, the prophet Isaiah shared a beautiful promise. He said in Isaiah 57, 15, For thus saith the high and lofty one, the one that inhabited eternity, whose name is holy. He says, I dwell in the high and holy place with him also, that is of a contrite and humble spirit. Yes to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Amen. What a beautiful. Yes. And once again, we see that God does not dwell with those who are proud. Amen. So if someone's proud and and is, and is uh, manifesting a proud spirit and claims to be a child of God, they're deceiving themselves. This is right. Don't allow yourself to be deceived by them because the scripture that elder Chris has read is plain that God dwells with the humble and contrite heart. Quite simply, because that's the heart that he can work with. And that was the heart of Christ, was it not? The selfless yes. heart of Christ. Yeah. So, Chris, as time is moving on, let us now look, why is, is holiness important? And this is, um, this is a very important question, John. Um, and this is something that often we bypass, but it's very important to, to kind of focus on. And this is that God hates sin. Hate is a word. You know, as a parent, we tell our children off when they say they they hate someone or something. And as parents, we do not put up with this as in our own household. God hates sin. We often say, uh, and I hear it say many times, oh, God hates sin, but loves the sinner. But we overlook the first part. God hates sin. Whenever... I lose or you lose or anyone loses their temper right. or wherever covers up the truth or have an unclean thought or are greedy about um, food or overindulgent or behave selfishly or proudly. God hates it. He doesn't excuse it or indulge it. Right. God never stops hating the sin. And a vital key to for you and I and for all our listeners toward being holy is to begin to see that our sin, to see our sin as God sees it, to hate it like he hates it. We can be guilty of being too selfish and approach, even when we're convicted of our sin, to overlook the effect it has on God. We can be so self-centered about it rather than, you know, God-centered. The most grievous thing, about our sin is not the impact sin has on us, where that is grievous in itself because we know where it leads or that we are failing but that God is grieved Right. our sin, when we sin we sin against God now David, the psalmist recognized this in his prayer when he prayed, you know, that great confession when he asked God create in me a clean heart of God renew a right spirit in me restore unto me the joy of salvation he said this and his confession was deep against thee thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight and this is why holiness is important sin will separate us from God yes 
And this leads us nicely onto the Bible text that you shared before, Elder Chris, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. Mm -hmm. Hebrews yes. chapter 12, verse Yes, this is the Bible text that you shared earlier, which I've, I have here um, in my notes also. Because, um, and you'll see how it exactly ties in with just what you've just said. Amen. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Yes. And you were just sharing with us that if we're practicing things that displease God, we won't see him. That's exactly. You know, and I, you know, just, you just brought up that, just in my mind, what, um, um uh first john tells us yes. those who love his they should be pure even as he is what pure yes say those who love long for his coming you know are waiting to see christ come in all manner in conversation and every thought it'll be subjected to christ and in the gospel yes and so elder chris can we therefore say that to be holy is to be like Christ, to be like God. It's to submit ourselves to his will, to allow his spirit to be in us, and to give us the power to keep his commandments. It is practical holiness, isn't it? Yes. It's it's as so so holiness is not just a passive state. It's 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 a it's 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 a lifestyle. Is that correct, Elder Chris? Yeah. Exactly, because we may go at great lengths and yet never reach true holiness. We just right. have to acknowledge we did. Look at Balaam. Right. Uh, he had a great uh, profession, didn't he? Right. Uh, look at Judas Iscariot. He walked with Christ three years. Yes. So many have started that race but have not finished the race. Yes. You um, know, we need to be in that Mind with God. Holiness is about being with that one mind with God. Yes, and this connects with our previous show, in essence, about um, what does it mean to be saved? You see, that you're not once saved, always saved, that you've got to be in a saving relationship right until the end. You see? This is right. You know, what does the Bible says to him that what? Overcometh. Yes. I will give it to him the crown of life. Yes. I'm into that. Well, Chris, we're going to have a short break and then we'll come back and round off what we've studied this evening.
bless his holy name. I will bless his holy name. With my
Elder Chris, final thoughts this evening. Yes, John, the point that we didn't touch, but one that kind of will kind of close this, um, you know, this um, the subject tonight is, um, you know, we must be holy because this is the one grand end and purpose for which Christ came into this world. You know, the Paul, the apostle said, he died for all that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. That's in 2 Corinthians 5.15. You know, Christ loved the church, and he gave himself for the church. Why? That he might sanctify it, sanctify it and cleanse it. You know, we're told this in the letters to Ephesians. And to Titus, he said, he gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. That's in Titus 2.14. So in short, to talk of men being saved from the guilt of sin without being at the same time saved from its dominion in the hearts is to contradict the witness of all scripture. Right. Well, Elder Chris, thanks for your thoughts this evening. Would you like to pray now to close the discussion today? Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this uh, study on holiness. You've called us to be holy. You've called us out of the world to live a life, Father, a life as Jesus lived, a life obedient to, to his Father, a life for us obedient in faith, uh, to live according to thy word. We only pray that the Spirit of God may work through us, in us, toward living that life that is acceptable to you. Father, renew our minds, restore our hearts, and give us that joy of salvation. For we wait for your appearing in the clouds of glory. And we know you're coming soon. And we pray that you will do this work in our hearts to prepare us that we might stand without sin unto salvation. Bless John and bless this ministry and bless all our listeners tonight. We pray in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Elder Chris, thank you for joining us tonight. Listeners, if you have any questions or if you'd like more information, please send an email to inquiries at wildernesspublications.org or you can send a text message to 07944062786. If you live in the United Kingdom, please contact us with your name and address and we will send you a free tract called Consecration. Those who are living outside the UK can request for an electronic version to be sent to them free. If you have the Android app for Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio, go to the ebook section and find the title Bible Readings for the Home. At chapter 26, you will find the subject Consecration. This will give you more information about today's topic. On next week's show, we will discuss the question, Does Righteousness Come From Within? Well, that's it for tonight's show. Until next week, God bless. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages. This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week.